We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. Welcome back to another episode of the Eight Black Hands podcast. Uh, and a lot has happened since the last time we were all together and where we are now. Uh, the world is officially in a pandemic around COVID-19. And there's a lot of fallout. There's a lot of cities shutting down. Uh, a lot of folks are out of school. Um, so before we hop into these topics, just want to go and hear from each of the fellas just really briefly about how they're maintaining um, and just what's going on in their world. Uh, Reef, let's start with you. How you doing, man? Doing okay, man. Doing okay. The uh, yeah, Philadelphia school district closed down. It first started with just sixty-one schools. Then uh, the governor pretty much said, "Hey, you know, the schools across the state have to shut down. Um, kids are building forts, trying mm-hmm. to just just keep them entertained and everything. Uh, still visited family uh, this weekend. Um, I'm back back home and just going to try to." be as cooperative as I can with the uh, with the regulations and the recommendations. That's what's up. Ray, how about you? Bro, uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, just taking it day by day. Uh, reading the recommendations from the CDC. Uh, watching Fox News, MSNBC, CNN. Uh, checking in. Uh, how you guys doing? Uh, yeah, now nah, we're good. We're gonna run through it to Chris. Uh, he, he, how are how are how are you and and, and the Chris clan doing, brother? <laughs> um, you know, it's times like this that I really feel blessed, which is interesting because this is a very scary national situation. But my family is good. We um we have the the type of place that we live in where we can hunker down. We made we did all the things lots of families are doing. We we had the privilege or the ability to go to, to Costco multiple times and kind of load up with food and stuff. We have the kids doing schoolwork here at home. Um, So it's a scary time and and we're having to deal with what everybody else deals with is making sure that our kids mentally um, are okay. Um, But I'm actually really worried about families that are caught behind the eight ball and can't just run out to Costco and come home with all kinds of stuff, right? Can't just go and stockpile uh, like they see everybody else doing. Um, whoever said it a long time ago that when America gets uh, gets a cold, cold black yeah, folks get, but, the, but get the pneumonia, get the yeah. flu, yeah. yeah, something like that. That's what I'm worried about in this case. I'm not worried about my family um, as much as I am everybody else. Got you. Uh, well, I'm glad y'all are all doing okay. I'm happy to see you all um, on this end. I'm good. Um, I mean, just taking care of technical things, trying to understand what the city is trying to do. Um, I mean, I still, you know, like I'm trying not to overreact or or just over worry um, in that sense. And just looking at some other data and looking at other pandemics and how they've kind of shaped out and, you know, just looking at science and, and, and kind of trying to take a level head to it just because I don't have a lot of those extremes that people have. Like I don't have children, right. I don't, you know, I don't have like my Asian parents that live with me and stuff like that. So, you know, I feel like those folks, like you all as fathers have a different set of priorities that you need to be thinking about. And I feel like folks like me that don't have all those things kind of competing for my uh, attention. Like I owe it 
to like, you know, be somewhat sound on what's happening on, on some level, you know? So, um, so can, trying to can do I that. add one thing about this though? Mm-hmm. We didn't have a national response on this, you know? So when it comes to schools and children and mm-hmm. keeping life normal in terms of educational situations, governors are having to think through what they're going to do. And individual districts in some cases are, um, I, I noticed that like, In Seattle, the superintendent of Seattle Public Schools stopped doing online instruction. Hmm. Um, And the reason stopped doing it after they had already started it. And the reason that she gave, apparently, this is what I, you know, been talking to people about today. The reason that she gave is that there were people who could not access it. So in the in the interest of of equity, they're going to cut everybody off because some couldn't access it. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I don't think that that's smart. Um, I think that you try to solve for the folks that can't get it, but you don't just say, we all going to like, we just going to take the whole thing away. I don't think that that's smart at all. That's wild. Can you brothers hear me? Y'all, yeah, y'all keep going. In Philly, so we're going to just shut them all down. Shut them down. Um, that's, yeah. yeah, that's... I- And cities, uh, you know, just to take stock at, you know, all the different levels of inequity in our system. You know, you hear the technical divide and the digital divide and all this kind of stuff. But here's a very practical way that, you know, students that have a level of privilege have access, even just during normal times, regular times. Mm -hmm. You know, they have Mm -hmm. access and, you know, the amount of people, you know, like as the school that I, I worked at, there were a lot of kids who use the internet just through their phone, you know, and people would say, oh, everybody's on the internet. Like, that's mm-hmm. not quite the same all the time, right? Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you can't access PDFs or other things. And, you know, and they, they did as much as they could. And we tried to really get them to use it in addition to a consumer device. But, hey, you're going to upload your, your essays and they can type way better than us. So they, they would do a, a, a lot. But it's not the same as having a laptop. It's not the same as having, you know, a full-blown Wi-Fi in, in your... Um, well, I, I bring this up just to basically say how different the local situation is nationally because we don't have national leadership. Yeah, we don't true. have a strong... We don't have like a strong wartime general right now saying we're going to keep all the trains running. We're going to keep up. We're going to make sure every child in America has access. I mean, like my district has MiFi's for kids that don't have access. What's that? So every great. kid... That's great. Yeah, every, every kid gets a, a, a iPad. Okay. And if you don't have, uh, you get a, a MiFi with your, your iPad, right? If I'm a superintendent with That's a, what I'm saying. You know, What's a MiFi? Define a MiFi. A MiFi is like a, a portable device that you can take home and it uses the phone waves to kind of be a Wi-Fi hotspot for you. Got oh, a hotspot. Yeah, it's just a hotspot. That's all it is, really. It's just oh, a yeah. little, you know, those little small handheld hotspots that you can, you know, yeah. multiple people can log on through. Nice. Right? Not just one, like multiple can go right. through it. But but I, I guess I only brought it up to say we don't have national leadership to make sure that every kid in America is got access to, to, to some normality, some, some normal stuff like in life. I have one child that I know for sure this is going to be tough for because, you know, he's got different needs than, than uh, other kids. And the need for getting up at the same time and structure and knowing everything is okay through structure is his thing. That's his thing. So as we start doing this homeschooling thing, we're gonna have to be very careful about making sure we get up at exact same time every day. And he has to do, he, he has asked me about the schedule like a hundred times now. Mm-hmm. 
just today, like the level, his level of anxiety about what the schedule is tomorrow um, is on, it's on a million right now. It's like on a hundred, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, anyways, I, I don't want to ramble about it, but I, I just feel like we're, we're in some ways, parents are out here trying to figure things out on their own because the leadership is so uneven. Yeah, I don't think you're rambling I, about I, it. Yeah. I, I think you actually, I think you lead into uh, one of the topics that Ray put on and uh, shout out to Ray for getting us the topics ready. Um, he's kind of been doing that for us for like the last few weeks. I just want to give him his props before we uh, fight each other throughout these podcasts. But uh, yeah, I, I start Ray. off with the love. Um, but just a few stats before we actually jump into that first question around learning regression, which, I, which I'll throw to Ray. All right. So as of today, as of Sunday, when the day started, uh, there were a total of 3,130 cases of Corona in the United States. Uh, 62 deaths have been recorded. Um, and that is at the beginning of today. We know that Italy has had a spike and we know that China and Korea are starting to level out and drop and folks, more folks are starting to get healthy. Right. So, um, there's a lot to be learned there and we should kind of be working with those countries to kind of see how that happened. Um, the last thing is it's going to be a frenzy tonight. Uh, Sharif, I'm glad you're home now because the, the European ban goes into effect at midnight tonight. So, I was thinking about flying back to Chicago, but O'Hare, I don't know if you all saw the picture mm -hmm. of O'Hare. Mm -hmm. Everybody is coming in from Europe at the same time because mm -hmm. in a few hours you stuck. You stuck for the next four or five weeks. Um, mm -hmm. And those other countries, you are not their priority. So um, those are just the facts without my thoughts or opinions on those things. Uh, Ray, I'm going to throw it to you. One of the topics that you want us to talk about, uh, you mentioned learning regression, uh, schools without a, a COVID-19 closing plan. Do you want to tee that up for us so we can have that discussion? Yeah, absolutely. So when I'm thinking about these plans, I'm thinking about, so, so first and foremost, uh, I'm on Long Island. And so, um, so even though the state uh, made a decision to close schools for the next two weeks, it really wasn't the state. It was the union. Um, the union is a powerhouse out here, and uh, these teachers weren't going to come to work. And so, you know, these superintendents, their hands were forced in terms of, um, in terms of uh, if, if, if teachers were going to come to school. And so the decision was made for teachers to not come to school and for students to not be at school. But... What I want to say is this, at most of these schools, it's going to be a vacation for the next two weeks or for however long uh, these kids are out. And so these kids are not going to be learning. And so now that I'm thinking in terms of everything that these kids have worked hard for, everything that these teachers have worked hard for, for all of the year, we start thinking about summer learning loss. We also have to think about COVID-19 learning loss because for the next two weeks to a month, these kids aren't going to be learning anything. And so... At our school, what we did was we tried to be innovative in terms of uh, you you work here, you're going to earn your paycheck kind of situation. And so we uh, are implementing a blended learning uh, situation to where our teachers are making face contact with our students, having office hours and doing things of that nature in order to make sure that our kids are still being pushed and, still, and learning is still occurring. Another thing that has happened uh, in New York State, and I'm pretty sure this is going to happen nationwide during this testing window, is you're going to see a union push for testing to be canceled this year and for it to carry over into next year, which I think is a load of shit. I could talk about it more during the Patreon. <laughs> I could talk about it more during the Patreon, but uh, it's an absolute travesty to take away testing from these babies, and they've worked so hard to get to this point. But I'll throw it back to you guys. 
Well, yeah. I was gonna say tee up the question for us too, though. Like, what where you want oh, us to so, take so, that part? So, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, from from y'all from y'all stance as where y'all are in education, who who you guys are, and what you advocate for, do you think it's a fair assessment for this to be a vacation for uh, for kids and teachers? Yeah, I mean, my classmates called it a coronation, but you know, they uh, mm. I think. As as much as possible, just because, you know, what Chris talked about earlier, when we talk about like the inequity to access and the continued learning, like I, I we talk about this all the time. Learning does not stop at three o'clock or whatever time the school day ends. Learning is a constant process. It's supposed to be something from the cradle to the grave as you breathe that you continue to learn. And so, you know, I, th- I think it's been great to see a lot of my friends and folks who are working in education and parents, you know, like kind of doing sharing their resources, putting online, hey, here's something you can do with your, with your children. Here's an example of some, you know, of schedules of, of resources. Uh, here's here's uh, virtual, you know, somebody sent a, a, a link out virtual. Uh, you can visit museums, right? And just virtually and, mm-hmm. and just all kind of resource that I, that I say, like, you know what, this is, this is great. And, you know, a silver lining is just it seems like there are people who are trying to build this community, trying to be cognizant that some people may not know what to do um, during this time. Mm-hmm. And and I really feel, as Chris said, like there's so many people who actually are working and I feel for them like, it's a, you know, New York, a million kids, Philadelphia, 300 some thousand kids. Like and there are a lot of folks who may if they're not laid off. Right. Like what are. Who's watching the kids? How are they, you know, how are they being taken care of? My six-year-old asked, asked my wife the other day in the car, please turn the radio off. That's really scaring me. She was just tired. She just felt overwhelmed of hearing mm-hmm. Corona, Corona. The four-year-old is like, yeah, who got Corona, right? And it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, relax, right? And so I think it's so much. And as you said, the national leadership, they were taking this as a joke from day one. Oh, you, you guys don't know what you're talking about. So it was really local folks that were stepping up and trying to devise plans. And so I think, you know, as a country, we're probably all a little bit uh, behind. Mm. What Chris. about you, Chris? Um, I feel like this is just a thing about meeting parents where they are. And if you're going to lead systems and you're going to be a leader, you're going to have to make sure that you have help for all different levels. My guess, what I predict is happening right now, I predict that there are parents that are uh, doing the Khan Academy thing and searching the internet for very structured lesson plans and their kids are going to be in something that resembles school at home. And, you know, and my family somewhat fits into, into that. And, and people in my network, I'm noticing that, that that's what life is about for them right now. Um, I imagine that there's another group of parents that if prompted or given a tool like from school, if something came home, a packet from school saying, here's some worksheets or here's some things your kids need to be doing, they would make that happen if prompted, if, if, if they knew, you know, know, when you know, you do, right? And at the same time, I think that there's going to be some kids that are going to end up sitting in front of a TV. Um, and I think actually there should be help in, in that case too, like outreach, mm-hmm. like who is going to do outreach uh, to parents that different, like no judgment, I'm just predicting different levels of kids, like different levels that kids are going to be at, different places, I should say, that these kids are going to be at. And there should be help 
for any of those because we could probably all as people who've been in systems predict that all those different families exist, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I think things should exist. Um, and Chris, were you done, brother? I didn't want to cut you off. No, 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 I I'm done. I mean, th- that's all I got to say. Is, is really I wasn't like, comment on what you had said. I thought leadership I said. is a big deal right now. Leadership yeah. is the thing I want to stress on and not make it about parents, but I want to stress on if you are going to lead, one of the things you're going to need to know is that there are going to be parents of different kind that you can, you can predict who they are. Mm-hmm. They're kids with special needs. They're kids that are going to be in front of TVs. You know, just, just pretty much that's it. We need leaders right now. Absolutely. Um, I think my thought, uh, just looking at it, I mean, I'm looking at it in a sense of, I think school officials, uh, I think even people like us that have certain type of resources, I think we should, as Chris said, provide uh, the options there for people if that's what they need to partake in, right? Like if it's like, hey, here goes some reading lists, here goes some grade level work. Um, I mean, I've done those YouTube like playlists before that can help people, right? Like, and I think we should put that stuff out there for people. Um, But then I think it becomes like summer school, right? Like at that point, I'm not in your home. So whatever it is that you choose to do with your kid, like I don't know what your situation is. I don't have a whole bunch of thoughts, right, around how people decide to to deal with this or take care of it. Like I'm thinking about it. This would have happened when I was a student. What would have probably happened is my parents would have probably both been at work and I would have been tasked with watching my brother and sister, right? So like I probably wouldn't have been as into that packet or whatnot, right? So I mean I think different families. Wait a second, let me places. stop you for a second. Because uh-huh. I know about your dad, bro. So <laughs> your, your, your dad your dad used to make credible, uh, like, <laughs> credible threats to you. I love that. That you, that you would believe, right? So you, you posted that video on Facebook earlier too, where that kid needed a credible uh, threat. A uh, credible to threat, right? Yeah. Oh so, so if you got a credible threat from your dad that basically like, said, you go I'm going out of here, I'm leaving here for, for, for eight hours. Right. And when I get back, that packet that's sitting on the kitchen table, that's going to need to be done. Yeah. And if it's not done, we're going to have to have, have a, a have talk. a conversation. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have to have yeah. a conversation. We, we, oh, we I would have did situation, it. Right? Yeah, we I would have did it. it. Is what I'm saying. But that, but that's go. in my house, right? I would have done that. What I'm saying is there might be some houses where that ain't they hype, right? Like, I don't know. I'm just, I do think that, I think, you know, and I, and I want to push this back to Ray because I, I think there's some passion that Ray has behind this that may differ. So I want to hear him. But I think that like our job as education professionals is to provide the things there, right? It's like, here's the water, you can drink it, you can drink it at your own pace, however you need to, right? I don't, I, I, and then for me, that's where it kind of stops because I don't want to, I can't tell any home what they should or shouldn't necessarily do. I could just make suggestions, right? Um, but I think the way that Ray put this in here and I'm gonna just throw it to him so I'm not speculating is I think he's feeling the pressure around learning regression as an as a school educator and as somebody who gets kids back from the summer and we got to kind of redo some stuff that we did at the end of the year but if we would have maintained a little bit we'd be in a different place so Ray what what is it that you want to say about that piece yeah so uh, thanks for kicking it back to me first I want to talk about because you guys made mention of Facebook and since you talked about Facebook I want to talk about reef spamming the Facebook talk about this more in the Patreon, but so the listeners so the listeners know me and Charles ain't with that shit. So, we are not with the shit. all right back to the 
listen, I only put great resources up there. So our listening audience, make sure you tag into the Facebook page. <laughs> hands. There's a lot of great material there. Don't listen to them. It's it's no <laughs> I mean, I don't know what y'all problem is. It's not like he's posting anything that is uneducational. No, no, no. What, no, what, what happened is, it, it's funny because I talked to him about it, but he, I can tell when he makes an accidental post. So Reef is trying to post things for his Philly blog or like really very like deep Philadelphia stuff. And then he pushes the button and it goes to all of them. So it'll just be like a mm-hmm. random miss, miss Smith that's been teaching in Philly for seven years. Like we were like, that definitely meant to be at his other blog. But it's I okay. mean, he's like a correspondent. He's like a correspondent, <laughs> a Philly correspondent. You know, we're know. like world news, but you then, know? Then we're going to have the rest of everybody looking at us crazy because we ain't doing that for Minnesota, Long Island, or Oakland. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> well, I can start. I got a spine. No, please oh, don't. Don't start. Please don't. <laughs> don't start. <laughs> and let me, let me be clear what I put because I, I don't want you to be giving no, uh, Sister Kaziah Ridgeway any shade. All right. I, what I did put, listening audience, is a resource. That she is a she's a black African American uh, studies teacher, and so she's it's a beautiful story. Be te- she's a black, online, black and African American. Hey, yeah. look, so, we got some, so, we got, so why y'all no, being anti black then? Why y'all being the anti black? Exactly. Just the question. Right? I, listen, it, not not. I don't think rare. I have anything with the with the article. Sharif and be honest. Did you post that into the A Black Hands group on purpose? Yes, I did. Oh, I, oh, I not, you know, oh come on, Bobo. And, and, and listen, what is it? Is happening I right now? Thank you, Stuart. And and Kazaya actually responded. She said, "Thank you for sharing. I appreciate your support." And I appreciated gave, all the three places that you posted it. Yours, <laughs> Philly, and yeah. Finish your question, Ray, because I, I want. Yeah, I want. But I really want to hear what you think about. Yeah. You know the regression. Oh. Man, I'm smarter than what you oh. just said to police. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so I, I, I agree with you, Charles. You can't force people's hands, but that's during the summer. Right. During the school year, you mind. And so I can force your hand uh, during the school year. And so we're going to get into, we, we're going to virtually get into these homes to make sure that these kids are learning. If they, if they don't have access to, um, if they don't have access to technology, we're going to provide them with Chromebooks. We're going to provide them with, uh, with, with, with uh, hotspots in order for them to log on. Um, I think that it's extremely important for us to do check-ins and for us to do those office hours so that those kids can like decompress and they can have that structure as in seeing a familiar face every day because I think that that's extremely important. Our teachers are bought in uh, in terms of uh, making sure that we're providing uh, kids with quality instruction through our online platform. But then also we added a, um, a hot lunch component because that was extremely important for us. So during a certain time of the day, our families can come in and they can load up on breakfast and hot lunch uh, if they need it. And uh, if we, we have some spots that we will deliver to as well. And so it's a robust plan. Um, we even have our social workers that are doing groups via Google Hangout because that's an important part too because you got kids that uh, have these social anxieties and they're not going to be in school for such a long time. Being able for them to have check-ins or whatever um, is important as well. So it's, it's extremely thought out. Actually, it, it came from Success Academy's platform. So they kind of rolled this out, but I don't think many folks are going like, to use it I'm using it. I need it. My kids need it. You know, and I'm glad you get that shout out because people don't say this about Success Academy enough is that they provide, they, they're open source. 
So everything that they're learning and all of their materials and everything that they do, they share. And, and, and with districts and with charters and whoever, whoever wants it. And it's, uh, and it's, and it's good. So I'm glad you give them a, a shout out because I consider that to be leadership. Mm-hmm. Right. That's good leadership. It's not just for you and your own people, but you're putting something into the field that helps other people do better, too. Yeah, I, I, I thousand percent. I think that that's I think that that's just called having a plan. I think that that is just being a good educational like leader. Right. Like, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, because I think that's I think that's what you should do. I think the only place where you might run into some issues is if there's like these drastic like consequences if certain things aren't done. I think that's the only place you get pushback. But I think everything you said is perfect. I mean, we have a few different hotspots across the city where people are going to be giving out food and stuff like that because we have a lot of people that depend on our meals throughout the day, right? Like that's a big weight on parents, especially when you're going in the Target and the and the shelves are like completely empty. I mean, I think that's what's scaring people more. I think that is more of like mm-hmm. people are going in and seeing shit that they saw in the movie and it's like oh like if you when i open up my apple tv right like because i like watching movies the number like top three movie is contagion right so everybody's now watching contagion at the same mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like you know and you you don't know what part is real what part is not mm-hmm. right and it's uh what's entertainment or not and i just i just worry about us doing dumb things in this time and in this moment but again i want to transition but i want to leave us with the facts the facts are as as of Sunday morning, 3,130 cases have been confirmed and there has been 62 deaths. Um, I just wanted to say that again as we transition. So just crisis management piece, right? This is like a tack on. This is like a, a 1A of this question. Um, what, what has worked so far and what hasn't worked? Uh, let's start with Chris on this one and go back the other way. Well, I just want to back up and say, like, the the facts of the matter are we don't know what we're dealing with yet. Right. Right. Like we're not we're not I don't think we're given an adequate kind of like depth to the gravity right now Mm -hmm. of the situation that we're in. Like we we're we're saying two weeks, like things are going to be we're going to be two, two to six weeks out or whatnot. We don't know that. Like my state came out today and said, you better like be prepared for months. Right. Mm-hmm. Like like wow. the, the curve that we're talking about, the curve of the number of infections and deaths and, and right. the surge that's going to be on our healthcare system or whatnot hasn't even reached us yet. We got people in other countries laughing at us right now about how behind we are because we're slightly behind where they are. And if you look at where they're at, their trend lines or whatnot, we should be way more alarmed than we are right now, right? Like, like we, we should really be thinking through uh, uh, more than what we're doing right now. That's all I can say. I think alarmed and panicked is different though. I think, I think I'm allarmed. I'm just trying not to panic because I think panic only adds. Uh, well, I don't know what that means, hysteria. though. Like, what do you I, mean? I, I like, can tell you what, 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 what it means. Like? Pan- I mean, panic, panic. panic looks like sitting on your porch with a fucking shotgun or going to the store and being like, check this out. That like, just this, looks like preparation to no, me. No, no, no. What I saw, so did, you, did y'all you see know? the video that went viral of like the old, like the, this woman was getting some paper towels or tissue yeah. and yeah, the old man. lady tried to take it and tried to slap her and then she like basically like Almost knocked that old lady down. Like I mean, that looked like every that looked like every no. Black Friday to me. Every time, I, <laughs> yeah. that's what but, that but, what, but Black Friday is once a year, right? Now, what happens when Black Friday is every day? Yeah. What happens when you in a carrier state? What happens? You know what I'm saying? Like there are things 
Like fear makes people do things where people end up hurt is what I'm saying. I think preparation and I think being aware, like you saying, Chris, I think it's like, yo, what's my long-term plan for this? What do I like? What do I do if this happens? What do I do if that happens? I think that that's more pragmatic and I don't think that that's panicking. I think what's going to cause panic is the number of people that don't aren't doing that. That's right. what's going to cause panic. So, so when I see people fighting over toilet paper, that tells me that they weren't taking this serious like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when we stockpiled all that stuff and then right. shut our doors. Right. So panic to me sets in when you go into Costco and you see no, nothing on a shelf, mm-hmm. right. In a place and you need something, right. If you needed to wipe your butt really bad this week and you ran down to try and find you some toilet paper, would not, this would be the first time in your life that you would have ever encountered a situation where you're going to have to get some black market toilet paper. Straight up. Like, I got that. Or just I, some I, leaves. I, I got that Charmin. You know, somebody in the alleyway, you know, trying to sell you s- some toilet paper. Hilarious. I will say oh, that. I, I bought stock in, uh, sorry to cut you off. Sorry. That's okay. I bought stock in Riddex. I saw you post that. Is that even good for septic tanks? Yeah, it is. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but I was going to throw it to you next, Reef. Uh, I will say, though, as I throw it to you, Reef, all the people that had jokes about bidets a year ago, though, like... Uh, About what? uh, Bidets. A bidet. A bidet for $60 right now? (laughs) Or $100 are actually going up in price on Amazon right now? Makes a lot of sense now, don't it? Bro, you oh. can make a bidet. And what is it possibly? You want to explain to him, you, Chris? You want to explain to him what a bidet it's is? It's a straight up butt washer, is what it is. It's oh, a butt like washer. Water. Just use yeah, water. just like yeah. you, and you could get yourself a, a turkey baster <laughs> and a little bit of ingenuity, <laughs> and you got yourself yeah. a bidet. Listen, <laughs> every, in every in every Muslim household, if it's not one of those, it's mm. a it's a a a watering. You know, did you use the f- water flowers inside, mm. and right. you just you wash your butt after? I mean, that's part of the the Muslim culture. So I'm not really sweating the toilet paper too much. Yeah, um, it was just. I feel like we've gone like, off topic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think I think this is what this is what a pandemic does to people, right? I mean, it does. I do want to say is a form of panicking. Go ahead. Well, I, I do want to say like when you talk about like you know the three thousand or four thousand confirmed people. Let's get the like, number correct. Let's get the number. What correct. was it? Three thousand. What? Three thousand one hundred thirty. 3,130. A lot of times when people say confirm, there it's going to go up. It's definitely it, going to go up. It could already be up that people right. just haven't been tested, right? It could be That's three right. or four times that yeah. number, right? And so yeah, just I, being... I you know, just being aware of, of those kind of things. And I think also, I think the reason why you had this big balance of or this divide between people who are listening and paying attention, folks who are blowing it off, like there's so many times almost every year something was you know, going to be the end. You know, you think about like uh, Y2K and people were, it was the same exact thing. And I think sometimes there are people who will say like, you know what, y'all just crying wolf or you get into the conspiracy, like, oh, you know, which, which the 45 was saying at first, like, this is just a hoax. Y'all just trying name, to jam bro. me up. Respect huh? that guy. Say his name. Yeah, you can say his name. He gets no, no, uh, no name from me. Uh, 45. That, and that's the nicest thing I can say. Donald like, John <laughs> Trump. Yeah. So him. So what, so what do you, just to, to answer the question too, though, right? Like, what do you think has worked so far in this crisis management situation we have and what hasn't worked, uh, if anything? So what hasn't worked is Donald John Trump doing press conferences. That has not worked. <laughs> that has set uh, uh, that panicked the markets. Like every time he does, it was a, it was um, 
I was watching a Dow one day. He did a press conference, and every word that he spoke, it went down like a hundred points. It plummeted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like the, mm-hmm. the worst, uh, the the worst Dow day in like thirty mm-hmm. years. Yeah, uh, eighty nine. I think it was Black uh, Black Monday or something. Um, and so he needs to shut the hell up. He needs to let his team um, uh, come in and talk. I think Pence the other day, the press press conference that Pence did yesterday, he sounded very presidential. Um, <laughs> not, that that, not that that makes me feel good about anything. I just, I just thought that he sounded presidential. Mm. The bar is so low. It's so low. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. I mean, for sure it's low. Is like it? Then. Is it? It just sound presidential, bro. Please right. just, just sound yeah, it. Just like you sound like you a president of some yeah. sort of something. Um, and but right. I will say, and I mean, but that, and there, I will say, I mean, there are some people. Um, I mean, they, then he put the trillion dollars back into the market, and then another like uh, some odd billion number. I mean, they're going to stimulate that market. Um, this ain't the show to really kind of go into that, but there's going to be some people that play this market uh, in the next few weeks that kind of know what they're doing um, because even them, they about to hit the floor and then they about to resurge all this stuff in there. And it's going to be some folks that's um, people checking their 401ks and making some moves is what I'm saying. Yep. Uh, that's and, a very you know, famous I, I, conversation. I like to bring everything back to children too and about education. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're a parent and you have kids and they're paying attention and they're watching, right. this is a very uncomfortable moment of you having to have honest conversations with your child about your president. Yeah. Um, about your government, like what your government can and can't do and how degraded the government systems are at this point. When your kids ask you questions that, you know, are fear based or I thought the government or I thought the U.S. is this or that or the other. I thought the president could. And you have to have honest conversations with them because you're their number one educator, their first mm-hmm. educator. You got a problem. And when you flip through and you get to a channel, which I'm not going to name, but you have one major news station that is the most watched in the United States. It show that is. is. That is peddling straight like by up far, lies. By far, by far, which, which is creating a pandemic of ignorance and mm-hmm. stupidity and low expectations for what elected people should do, right? Um, and your kid flips through and sees these different things, right? Like, this is a moment for a parent right now where you're having to do a little bit more soul searching than you normally would have to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. I've been through six presidents in my life. I've never been through a president that I think is less trustworthy in a moment of crisis with a national emergency than the situation we're in right now. Right. Mm-hmm. The idea oh, that this dude oh. would be wearing a clown hat to conferences uh, coming out here looking like a complete fool talking about this is a hoax well, let me and politicizing you. it. It is so ridiculous. I can't even. I, I can't even hold let, it. It's let me ridiculous. push. Let me push you on that. Do push you think me. this is? Did you? Do you think that this is comparable to W. and his response to Katrina? No. No, I don't. I don't. I, I actually, like I said, I've lived through six presidents. I have never seen a bigger buffoon than what we've got going on right now. Bush got criticism. Yes. Uh, Obama got criticism. Yes. Uh, Bush one got criticism. Right. And, and, and Clinton got criticism, right. Over different actions and, and different things that they did. I would have never felt uncomfortable about our safety with any of them about it just being about incompetence. Mm. Like just, just, you just, you don't even have, you can't even get the people around you to be competent for five minutes. Right. So for, for all the, Criticism that Bush got 
Bush had a very competent set of people all around him yeah. working yeah. for him. I think right? that's the thing I would say, right? I think that's the scariest part. I think the scary part is even just to kind of jump on top of what you said, Chris, it's not that, I don't think all those people are geniuses or super smart or whatever that you said, but we knew that there was a team behind them that was, that was like instructing them on what needed to happen, that was briefing them. And then that person in that team, that cabinet was making the best choices based off the information available to them. Mm-hmm. What's scary about this is that it don't seem like he's listening to anybody and no. he is not Bush in the sense of W the joke was he was always a puppet. It was always the people behind the strings, very smart people, but pulling the strings, and pushing him. You don't get that feeling with Trump, right? With Trump, it's like, I'm having an ego moment right now. I'm going to be the guy in this. We not doing that shit. No, that shit is a hoax. Right. And that's the part where it's kind of like scary. But what I do expect, I expect lies in certain parts, right? Like, when they said that he took the coronavirus test and he came back negative, like, I don't expect any president to be honest about that, right? I don't, like, no president of the United States of America would say, I have the epidemic thing that's actually Bro, happening been, right but, now. He's been sniffling for three years. But I'm, just, I'm just, but I'm just saying, right, I don't, like, there are certain things that I actually, I'm going to just be honest with you just from how I grew up, and uh, is like, I don't expect governments to tell me the truth. Like, I don't, I never, I don't fully expect it. I expect them to tell me safety lies and then do whatever is necessary that I can't really fathom what needs to be done to make sure things happen. Um, And I think that, I think it's very interesting listening to you, Chris, because what I see is a father who wants his kids to have, you know, to be like, listen, we have a government that actually runs, this is what they actually do. And it feels like you've instilled some things into them. And now, you have to like go back and explain stuff and get the questions of with well, daddy. Well, here's I thought- what I'm terrified about. I'm terrified about the pandemic. Yes. But I'm also terrified about intelligence. I'm, yeah. I'm terrified that intelligence is something that we're losing as a value. Like we don't care about stupidity versus intelligence anymore. Right. And for three years, like for three yeah. years, we've allowed the ignoramuses to kind of have full fledged, takeover of the country. Right. And, and smart people have been worried about being called elitists. So they've you know like pulled back, right? You know, what that's that? you know what that's in response to though? What, what, what is it in response so, to? So, so, so uh, three years of this ignoramus is in response to us having eight years of a black president. You know that? I mean, maybe like, listen, there's, there's people on the right who are, have, who are lifelong intelligent people. Right. Who, who have always, like George Will is like one of the best American thinkers and writers that there is, period, right? And, and he will never, ever pretend to be stupid. He'll never pretend to be lowbrow. He'll never try and take it down a notch so he seems like the guy you want to drink a beer with, right? Yeah. But that whole, do you want a president you could drink a beer with and he's kind of like me and he kind of tells the truth thing, is, um, it was cute for a year or two, <laughs> like when everybody, when everybody was reading Hillbilly Elegy and all that, and oh my God, we've forgotten these dumb people. We've left them behind and we've, we've got to go down and take off our suits and put on boots and blah, 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 and be like the real people. That was cute for five minutes. It's not cute in the middle of a pandemic and you oh. realize, oh man, we degraded the ranks of smart people in government. We're going to lose the Senate because of this. I mean... I think we're losing. He says we're losing a lot right now. I mean, you got to qualify that. I know. All right, so we, (laughs) which we, we 
as in the party that I vote for, Republicans yeah. are going to lose the Senate because of his mismanagement in response to this crisis. Well, let's celebrate yeah. that. So. Well, listen, I can't care about a party right now because I right. think there's ignoramuses. Like, that is wide distributed. I think smart people, intelligent of all stripes in the United States need to be patriotic right now and take their damn country back over. I, I don't even think I don't it's care patriotic. what party you're in. I don't, I, I don't you know. even think it's patriotic, right? I think this is our this is our alien moment. This is like that thing that's actually impacting the world at the same time that's supposed to theoretically bring mm. us together, right? Mm. This is not mm-hmm. a party moment. This is like if mm-hmm. we saw that there were Martians and they had missiles pointed at us. So this is like, like War of the Worlds. Right. I mean, it kind of is, right? Okay. And ironically okay. enough, in War of the Worlds, the microbes is what killed the aliens when they got here, right? But the, we is can it? vibe on our nerd and yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, soon, as soon as they got out, the, the microbes in the air, they couldn't handle it. And they so did anybody have any vibranium? No, no, they just no, lost. No, they, they, no, they first off, so okay. in War of the Worlds, for people listening, actually the aliens <laughs> were winning quite handily, and they were putting us in little cages, and then they wait, all died wait, wait. from microbes. So, I, I really, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> but, but Reef just coughed, and I'm, I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, oh, even though, oh. Even though, like, we're, we're on air. Like, I'm, Reef, you all right? Hey, and man, he's glistening, I, too. He's but, glistening a little bit. You know right? Reef is 97 years old, too, man. <laughs> so. I, I, I'm concerned. I'm concerned he's yeah. in that group. <laughs> Listen, this, this is, but this is the paranoia that kicks in. Like, I, I should be able to cough without you getting a little nervous. Especially if you on video, right? Because if we were in the same studio, I'd have a different attitude about your call. Well, I mean, right. the whole thing is like, I mean, I, my wife and I were just talking about like how sometimes like shift things shift, and then the new normal is like little nuts, right? Like, and so, you know, if anybody coughs, you know, anywhere in public, you know, for the next year or so, right? They're going to get the side eye. Right. You know, it's it's like a whole new like, man, don't have your allergies or anything like that. Just, you know, stay for home. Good reason, though, because you could die. Right. That's right. a good reason. But like, I can't even, think of a even better once reason. This is over. Right. But like right. it's a cough. A cough is something yeah. that's that's so normal. Right. Like not a company with a fever. And it might just be, you know, shiny forehead with the glistening. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, like it's just but that's just going to happen overall. Right. And so, yeah. It's interesting. And, uh, and I think we, we all talked about this a little bit. I think the other piece that we just have to make sure about uh, with our children is that, you know, the ones that have social anxiety or the ones who are, are super sensitive, the ones that are just that consume it and, and think like, oh, my gosh, like who may not even talk about it, but maybe just suffering um, emotionally because of all of this is just something yeah. else that we need to just pay attention to. You know what, though? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned. I mean, and I think that there's a lot of people that's really concerned. Um, I've, I've just had nothing but emergency meetings, right? Like education meetings, healthcare meetings, all this stuff. And I do, I am very proud of the leadership that I've seen in those spaces because they are setting up things. The things that I think I'm more worried about, especially living in Oakland, we have an, a, an incredibly large, like, homeless population. Yes. And, um, at, yes. Thank you. And, and so, like, I'm thinking about these folks that like you know i mean i don't i don't know what's gonna like happen to them right i don't i don't know um i mean at a time when hygiene is like very important um i mean it's really really bad out there and i and and i don't know what the plan is around it i think that when you have militaries i think that when we have as strong of a of a of a force as we do we should definitely be seeing i, I should be seeing soldiers out in oakland right now serving those people Right. Like that, that got the precautions that got emergency nurses. I'm actually a bit more afraid for them. I think that 
a lot of our schools have, have got good plans where kids are going to be able to get some food. They're going to be able to eat. They're going to be able to watch and learn and do all that stuff. Our hospitals are going into super triage mode, but it's not very many cohesive plans for like people that's living outside and in shelters right now. So that's what my prayers is kind of adding. If people have ideas or thoughts that's listening, please send them to us. Uh, this is something that's very, it's dear to all of us, um, but that's something that's very dear to me. Um, as somebody who grew up like in that environment and I saw how dirty and nasty that mm-hmm. environment mm-hmm. was like that, 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 that environment is very nasty. And, um, and, and, and those people are downtrodden and people really don't, it's a small group of people that actually care about them. A lot of people that say they care about them, a small group that actually deliver care to those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. I'm glad you mentioned that Charles. Uh, mm-hmm. that's something that I've been thinking about a lot as well. Uh, they fall into that whole vulnerable category. Uh, in terms of the age that you see mm-hmm. some of them, and then also mm-hmm. just the whole the whole hygiene piece, like you know they're not they don't have access to wash themselves and do the things that they need to do in order to you know be on the up and up. So I think that that's definitely something. I, I wish I wish that uh, Pelosi and them would have uh, negotiated that in in, in that uh, in that care package to put something mm-hmm. out for the homeless. I wish that that would have happened because I they're mean, that yeah, I was seeing online that some people that was their argument against closing schools, you know, so like I think there's so many competing arguments. Right. And so there was some saying like, hey, don't don't gather more than 50. But where were there were hundreds and thousands are, are in schools. Right. And then, you know, people were saying like, oh, well, the youth aren't catching it at the, the rate that other people are, but they can still be vectors for yeah, they carry, carriers. Carriers. Yeah. Or who are, you know, who are uh, more vulnerable. Then they were saying, like, you know, the the homeless and, and the folks that have, you know, uh, don't have access to consistent um, food, right? And, like, the stress of that. And then what does all – so all of this, to me, the, like, the entire – way that it touches so many different aspects of society is uh is the piece and i another uh, online i got a i saw a lot of people and i don't know if this is you know systemic or anything but i saw a lot of people pointing to school district superintendents and say you need to do this you need to do that where i'm just like this should be a city a state a federal Mm -hmm. how do you just look at a superintendent and say hey you need to make sure that everybody's fed and, and everybody's taken care of and like this is part of an entire ecosystem and it just i was just like how do you think that the superintendent by themselves when they just gave all the teachers all the staff off but they're also supposed to to marshal people back in to to do certain things and, and this is and this is what school districts are doing right now right everybody every school district across the country especially traditional systems are putting in petitions to their state so they can get ada relief uh mm-hmm. so they can continue because there's all this pressure to still pay everybody um and so like this is like what like school superintendents are kind of like trying to figure out how to do things at site. I mean, there's a, and that's exactly what I mean. Like, should they have yeah. to petition or the leadership say, Hey, this, we understand right. this is what, you know, uh, the superintendent and the, the districts need, and we are coming with need, not to them having to go out. Hey, I need this. I need that. Like you should, you should be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. good leaders is, I think a good lead, like good leaders right now, are stepping in and making sure that the people that have to run these smaller like groups don't have to make these kind of tough decisions. They make it for them. Right. So like you don't have to debate about whether schools are closing and for how long, because we're shutting it all down. Right. Like mm-hmm. the mayor of San Francisco, like the Warriors were trying to figure out if they were going to play or not. And she was like, you don't have to figure anything out because there is no 
there's nothing happening in this city that's happening, right? It was like, like South by Southwest, right? As, like the right, mayor a, said, like, right, no. As a good leader, right? That's what that's what good leaders do. And to Chris's and Ray's point, what we need from the top is we need our leader to actually have some calm and some resolve and say, here are my strong national recommendations around what should be happening, what protocols are. Because at least what that does is that gives superintendents and principals and pastors and, and, and hospital aficionados, it gives them something to lean back on to where they're not feeling every the superintendent shouldn't feel like the president of the United States right now. And that's the biggest failure in what's happening. It's like in your home, like Ray, like if your kids are trying to decide what's happening for dinner, at some point you just step in and just be like, look, we having chicken. Like, I'll let them we figure it out. We don't, but I'm just saying, right? But like, <laughs> in a time of crisis, right? Management. <laughs> right, right. In a, in, a, in, a, in a house that you, in, in your house, like in Chris Stewart's household right now, like there's a level of order that just needs to be maintained. And so it's like, listen, this is why we have a federal system, a local system, and a state system that when shit gets off the rigs like this, it's set up in that way. So feds can kind of step in and say, this is what needs to happen. We'll talk about everything else on a case-by-case basis, but mm-hmm. this is what leadership looks like. But instead, but what- you're making a little child who needs to have a, a structured schedule now figure out life decisions for like a household. And it's not fair and it's dumb. And it makes us lose credibility on the world stage in a way that I don't think any of us even expected with a Trump in office. Mm-hmm. But Charles, to your point, that's what happens when you put people in these cabinet level positions that are not qualified to be in these cabinet level positions. I mean, that still I, goes back to the, the head of the fish. Right. Absolutely. But I.E. when you can like when you could buy your space in terms of being the secretary of education. But then when there's leadership that needs leadership decisions that need to be made, you ask MIA and nobody can get guidance from you. And then but you, you send out yeah. one pamphlet or whatever, one pamphlet through the whole crisis. And it's just like we can't get guidance from that. That's but you can, he can have the best cabinet in the world. It, it means nothing if you don't listen to him. Like, we actually don't know what his cabinet said to him. We actually, I actually think there are some smart people around that situation. Like, even if... They've been Carson. The cabinet. They've been Carson. Give Ben no, no, Carson no, no. I'm, 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 I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about the architects of the army that's oh, behind the oh. scenes, like, laying out. Like, do you understand that the army right now is planning for a bunch of stuff? And one of the things they're planning for is unruly streets, right? But yeah. if you have a president that's not listening to that person around, look, we need to get in between us now because it's going to be a different level of chaos. It don't matter how good the people are around you if this person is acting as king. I mean, I, we might have shot our load on that on that, uh, that riff of what was supposed to be an impeachment, but I do think that if this continues as such, there are some impe- uh, impeachable things happening here to where we can kind of say, you need to be removed. Oh, this yeah. is not China. This is not, this is not, this is not a <laughs> communist. I'm just saying it's not a, this is not a kingdom. This is not a, a monarchy. Like you don't, we, you can't just do what you want to do. You can't. He treats it like it. Yeah. He, I, he is. I mean, he but is. I'm with it. I'm with prove it, it to, you know. Prove it that he can't. I'm with it. You know, this is what I've been thinking a lot about too, like over this weekend. Cause I say all this stuff about leaders, but we're all like on the hook to do something for somebody. Right. Right. So like, I don't care what you got. You, you have something to give and you should be sharing right now something with somebody. Right. Like, like, mm-hmm. like this is like we get the leaders we deserve. And in moments like this, you know, we get to see what we deserve because it comes out of us. Like, what are we going to do? Um, I, I spent 
I have a letter going out to my team tomorrow. My whole organization is shifting our organizational priorities to helping uh, people at the grassroots level that we say that we are about. We say that that's what we're about. So if we're about it, this is one of those moments where it becomes actionary. Mm. So tomorrow morning, my entire team's meeting and we're talking about how we take all of our resources and aim it towards being useful at a moment like this to the people we say we're about. And on a personal level, right? Like I have been blessed by God in many ways. I have some stuff to give and I'm going to give it, right? I'm going, there's going to be somebody else who's going to benefit from the fact that I have privilege, right? And that's not because the the only, like I can't point out badness in leaders uh, and, and call out superintendents and call out everybody else if I'm not doing what I'm, what I'm supposed to do. I saw somebody on, tw- uh, on Twitter today saying, well, you know, Michael Bloomberg could take all that money he's got and he could buy enough ventilators for every hospital in America and he's not doing it. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, see, that sounds good, but let's talk about relative scale of things. Right. If Michael could buy all of that, what can you buy, mm-hmm. right? What, how many ventilators have you paid for? How many, like, how much of your money, when we point fingers at, at leaders and whatnot, we have to actually point them back at ourselves a little bit too, right? So I'm giving the president a hard time right now. Uh, I'm loving our governor who stepped up to the plate and just looks very competent and put plans in place and and made most of us safe in this state. But what am I going to give, I guess, is my question. That's the only place I was going with that was you, me, everybody listening to this or whatnot. What is is our contribution to the sharing economy right now, knowing that there's going to be people hurting? Anybody else want to chime in on that? And I'm, I'm going to forego our other two topics just because it doesn't seem appropriate to like switch to Gillum and what's going on <laughs> in his life right now. I want to, I want to I, give him the smoke. We, we should, we should give him, he will get, Gillum will get Ray smoke on Patreon. And I promise you that's going to be a spicy show and don't listen to it with kids around. Um, Talk I, about leadership. Damn. <laughs> right. But, Damn. I mean, I still think you're going to be fine, but he just, he, I just got the notification that he just stepped away from politics in the, during this time. But, um, he Bro, acted like that was voluntary. Yeah. I'm stepping like away from politics. Away? What do you mean you stepping so, away? I'm just telling you what it says, bro. That's all I'm telling you. I didn't know. It wasn't my... Listen, bro. It's not my drugs, bro. It's not my drugs. I know you didn't do it, but you have been known to keep for some outrageous things. I just don't care. I just don't think it has anything to do with that. And then you're gonna then you're gonna say you don't care. I, I don't but I don't I don't think I think he is it would you put it like this right now with all the rumors and all the rumors being true, would you prefer to have Trump in there or Gillum? So so Charles, I don't asking, in, where? Saying, I, in where first of all, <laughs> that's the in, wait, in where? Wait, in Mar Lago in Mar Lago ass naked. The point that I'm saying is I'll take I'll take Andrew Gillum high right now over the current president we got. I'm oh, just you, saying, I would. You are. Well, y'all, like, y'all said earlier about how low the bar is. It's <laughs> like, very low. Hey, hey. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where I'm at on that one. That's a that's a that's a jacked up choice. Because like, I mean, it is. Well, I, 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 I mean, I mean. So if y'all, but if y'all want to ha- hear the rest of this conversation, because we will not stop, it will relent. You gotta <laughs> and go to Patreon.com/slash eight bh. That's Patreon.com/slash eight bh, where you will find content that is not okay for the mainstay. <laughs> If you are a Patreon user, do not share the content inside the Patreon outside of it because hey, people have jobs. So, shout out Darren. Shout out Darren. And, yeah, uh, and who, who's, who's the, the principal from uh, Indiana? It's your, a few your guys, folks, man. Chris? 
um, what's his David McGuire. McGuire. David, shout out to David. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, go go where you were going, Charles. You you were saying. I was just saying. I mean, let's just let's just close this COVID like leadership conversation out. I mean, what do we want to leave people with, right? And I think Chris, you kicked it off very well. Like we are actually in a real moment. I guess I would ask you all, how far away does it feel like? From Kennedy saying, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. How long ago does that feel at this point, right? But that seems like the, the, the phase that we're in. So in that spirit, what do you all think in the next phase of leadership looks like for people on our level? Um, like what we could actually do to be good citizens, um, which has not been asked of us in a long time. Mm-hmm. So the, the first, I'll close it out with this. What I would say is, um, everybody has elderly people in their family. Uh, make sure that you're checking in on the elderly folks in your family. Make sure that, you know, you, you're, you're checking. If you go to a church, make sure that you're checking in on the sick and the shut in. Um, I think that that's extremely important right now, looking out for the most vulnerable people. Do you mean check in on them like virtually though? Or like, cause I, going and checking on them physically could actually ha- be harmful, just FYI. So, so Charles, however it is you you would like to check in on them, you would like to wear a mask. FaceTime, bro. No, no, FaceTime. No, yeah. I would say would FaceTime. Like to, don't don't FaceTime. go to their house, like okay, unless so you have. You would like to FaceTime, yeah. or if you would like to do Zoom, or if you would like to do uh, eCam and do one of your virtual happy hours and invite the elderly. Is, is he trying to take a shot at my, at my other work? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're doing? You did a virtual happy hour. I did. <laughs> it, and it, it was got, amazing. Too. It, it was lit. It, it's over a thousand views already. It's it's crazy. It was lit. It was lit. It, that, that's two shows that's over a thousand views. Yes, so two. The, as a whole. Yeah, don't, um, don't try to overpump yourself. I didn't, brother. You don't want to brought it up with your hate. Uh, go ahead, Reef. What, what is your, what is, I, give us some sage Baba Reef wisdom. I, mean, I need I, a quote. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have a quote. I would just say that, you know, let's continue to build community even in the, in the face of crises. And um, I think checking on elderly, checking on all uh, folks who are vulnerable, whether they're in your family or not, if you have some kind of connection with them. I think that another big thing is just try to not add to pandemonium by right. spreading rumors or things like that. Just, you know, be careful where you're getting the news from, how you're spreading it. I think that the whole idea of, you know, how are the children, making sure we're checking on them, even though they are not necessarily, um, you know, getting sick at the alarming rates, but just understanding that that children may ingest this, like the news and information in ways that we may not be aware of. So just making sure that we are pushing to have the conversations and allowing them the space uh, to just share, like, you know, to be vulnerable amongst us, you know. Um, I would say, um, you know, I'm trying to make sure I stay away from people that I really actually, that's why I was asking you that question, uh, Ray, because people were pushing me to not go visit certain people that I actually want to go physically check on just because our elderly have weakened immune systems and like I could be a carrier. Um, The other thing is, you know, at the hospital, we are actually dealing with the opposite, right? Like we're preparing and gearing up for an influx of people that are worried, people are scared. And this is at our children's hospital. And so, you know, it's, it's making up, people are just getting ready for situations where they're going to have to 
I don't want to say this hospital particularly, but they're going to be hospitals. They're going to have to turn people away just because of resources and saying like, we only checking this. And um, that's going to be really difficult to kind of watch. I think Chris actually gave us one of the best things that we should take away is it's so easy to talk about what everybody else should be doing and who ain't doing something, because I'm going to tell you what a lot of people are going to be doing over this, the next few weeks. I'm going to be very honest with you because I know them and they've said it. It's going to be a lot of high people in their house snagging on stuff, you know what I'm saying? And chilling and kind of riding this thing out. And if you can do that, God bless you. And, but it's going to be a lot of folks that the world is not going to be thinking about. So I'm going to see, I want to make a commitment to do something for my people. And I think the rest of these brothers will too. So, and hopefully if y'all got good ideas, send them to us. You can hit us on Twitter at 8BlackHands1. That's again at 8BlackHands1. And give us some ideas of things that we can do. Or maybe there are some ways that the 8BlackHands can support. Um, you know, Reef has amazing books that he's read. Like there's a whole bunch of resources that Chris has access to. Um, Ray just put together this entire plan uh, of what a school can do in this type of moment. Right. And we know people need different plans for different age groups. And then I can try to put out some of the, uh, the playlist that I've done that can like help you with your kids or whatnot. So every little bit helps. We got to come together. Um, this is truly a, a, time. a plug too. Yeah. Um, what I would say right now is give right now, give what you got and what you can give. And, and there are going to be a large number of shift working families who are going to miss shifts. And because they miss shifts, they're going to miss money off of their paychecks. And when they miss money off of their paychecks, it's not like when we miss money off of a paycheck, it's going to cause uh, a spiral effect. So get gift cards and give families $200 uh, a pop to feed them for a week. Um, give to Feeding America, which is going to make sure that many people have meals. Give to Meals on Wheels, which is going to make sure that a bunch of elderly people have have uh, a food. And give to the people that are serving the homeless too, because they are right. They are all all of social services right now is ramping up. So whatever you can give, if you don't have the money to buy people two hundred dollar gift cards, give something. Uh, that you can give. And if you don't have money that you can give, but you have food, make sure that you donate to your food banks because they, they need it right now. And if you can't do that, share what you have in terms of even information. I see people on Facebook doing phenomenal work right now, mm-hmm. sharing resources for parents. Yeah. And at very least, we can all do that. I just want to leave people with the idea. Let's not talk about this through this time. Mm-hmm. Like, let's actually marshal our resources and help people. Yeah. And with that, you'll find some of those resources on the Eight Black Hand Facebook page. Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you will after this because Sharif is going to go and put those resources in a responsible way. You yeah, but it, it, it will make no sense. I've been trying to close for five minutes. It'll be. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, it'll, it'll put the resources on and then spam it 10 times. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. He's going to say Philly. He's going to say the wrong name. It's going to be bad, man. Uh, people. Hey, hey, yo, Jay, Jay, help me out. When you, when you hear this, My Jay, Lord. you know, help me, help me out bro you see you hear these jokes the last word on this is give people give yeah. give especially you if got. you hoard it especially give if you don't hoard you it i ain't even gonna say bye eight black hands we out thank you <laughs> <laughs> no take care of yourselves and take care of each other peace you have been listening to the eight black hands podcast with ankrum cole el mecky and stewart if you like what you heard follow us on twitter our handle is at eight black hands one Thank you for listening.